Hey guys, gals, great day. Coach Mike Husson, welcome to today's 15-minute huddle. This is the 14th February. Wow, what a great day, isn't it? It's just a lovely day that we have in our world. Isn't it true, right? So let's talk about how that might relate to you and persuading other people. Yesterday, we talked about getting your point across in approximately 30 seconds. Did you practice that? I hope you put it into play. Work on all of these things, guys. It'll help you get better, improve your business, improve your bottom line, and create more revenue for you. That's the deal here, right? Let's have some fun. Let's have some excitement. So I want to quickly today go through some fundamentals of, perf of powerful persuasion. I know oftentimes, guys, I might be redundant in some of these areas, but the getting back to the basics of what we're talking about over the last couple of weeks. And this is a recap of a lot of things that we have talked about in the past and also reminders. Okay, there's never any lack of information, lack of knowledge out there. It's just more of oftentimes getting reminders of this information so that way you can keep you and say, oh yeah, you know what, I need to do that. Oh, I forgot about that one. So this is what this is all about. Now, if you haven't listened to this, even better. Now you're going to get some taste of some of the fundamentals of powerful persuasion. Now, when we say the word persuasion, a lot of people freak out and go, oh, I've got to twist people's arms. I'm going to manipulate them. And at the end of the day, guys, this is not what this is about. This is about you persuading people to make a decision to help solve a problem that they have, a life major issue that they having are having to need to get changed and shifted. Now, oftentimes as salespeople, as business people, we're out there presenting. Would you agree? We have to present our services to our prospects, whether you're in real estate, you're in mortgages, you're running a small business, whatever the case might be, at the end of the day, we have to be great at the persuasion process in order to get people to make a decision based on their particular wants, needs, and desires. Solving a problem for somebody and helping them achieve that outcome is not manipulation. It's giving them what they want. So what I want you to think about as you go through these steps today is how can you make yourself a more powerful persuader when it comes to going out there and making your presentations. Now, this doesn't just go on just face-to-face -face presentations with prospects. You could use this in other different facets of your life. On the personal side, you can do that. While at the same time, you can do it when negotiating deals, when you're trying to create and build relationships. When you're looking out there to, to, to formulate a bond with your personal past clients, your referral base, um, expanding your opportunities, joint venture partners, number of factors that are going to help you to be better at this whole process. And these ideas will help you get there quicker, faster, and easier and, than ever before. So first of all, what are, the, what are the fundamentals of great persuasion? What are the fundamentals of great persuasion? And this is what we want to talk about today. The first thing that we have to line out Write this down as belief. You have to believe in what you're offering is important and will have a major impact on the people's lives that you're touching. In order to affect others, you must first be affected. It's not just getting a paycheck and that's going to affect you. Certainly it helps. I have no question about that. However, at the end of the day, guys, you have to have a belief that what you're offering people is going to help impact them. It's going to help them change. As I said a second ago, it's going to help them solve a major life-changing problem for themselves. So belief systems are wrapped around our mindset. It's our belief in our 
companies. It's our belief in what we're selling. It's our belief in ourselves. Okay. Now, oftentimes you look at great salespeople and you wonder how they're doing what they're doing. And a lot of people believe and think that, well, they're connected in the world and they have uh, many options out there. Uh, they don't have to go out there and really have all of these things in place because people just call them and they want to do business with them. Guys, that's fantasy land. Okay. Can that happen? Sure. It happens to me all the time. Does it happen to you often? It might. But at the end of the day, guys, those are exceptions. Those are not rules. And so when it comes down to beliefs, you have to have a belief in what you're doing. You have to have a belief that you are the best. You're going to provide the best service for anybody else. And you have to have a belief when you're out there presenting to people that you are the one that needs to be the chosen person at the end of the day, because you're going to give them the best answer. You're going to give them the best solution. You're going to do everything for them that's going to serve their needs. And oftentimes, great salespeople have strong belief systems, okay? They believe they're powerful. They believe they're effective. They believe people want to listen to them. They believe that they're fun and, and enjoying what they're doing. They believe in, and they enjoy persuading people in the right way. Very, very important. Point number two, when it comes to persuading people, whether you're on the phone trying to set an appointment or you're looking to negotiate a transaction or you're face-to-face -face with a seller or a buyer, whatever the case might be, guys, you have to use your physiology and you have to utilize everything that you got going on in your body language. Very important. You got to own the stage, okay? You, has, you have to have more physiology than the people that you're dealing with. Doesn't have to be overwhelming. Doesn't have to be they're passive and you're crazy like a like like an animal. You don't have to do it that way. It's not what this is about. But you have to move more to impact people. You have to move more to impact people. You have to have movement in your body, your gait, how you walk, how you speak, your body language, your gestures, etc. Again, poised posturing, etc. But physiology is a very, very important thing, okay? Because people will buy what you're presenting to them more physically than just words on a piece of paper, okay? So here's some great points about using your physiology to powerfully persuade people. One, you got to be resourceful. Two, you got to be relaxed yet enjoyable, okay? Three, you must be flexible, and four, you must be dramatic sometimes and often humorous. These things bring out the best in all of us as a human being when it comes to our physiology. And people, guys, think about this. When you go to a sporting event, if you've ever gone to a sporting event or even a concert of any sorts or any kind of sport that you've been involved with, oftentimes people that go there are enthused by the energy of the people on the field. They're enthused by that energy. And again, at the end of the day, they're using their physiology to create a powerful opportunity and persuasion of you to be engaged in that particular sport or game. Customers on the other side, same thing. They want to know that you're sitting up, you got posture, your body language is strong, you're fun, you got a nice smile on your face. Use your physiology, own that stage, as I said. Know your outcome. And you've heard me say this, guys, before. Unconsciously, you will produce enough opportunity if you keep reminding yourself of your outcome. Now, here's the kick here. And you've heard me say this before. Don't be attached to your outcome. Know what it is, but don't be attached to it. 
When you get attached to an outcome, especially when it comes to making presentations, at the end of the day, you're so focused on them trying to sign a contract so you can imagine earning a commission that you forget about why you're there in the first place, which is to present to them your services. So know your outcome. Number four, point number four, is building rapport with people. And here's the bottom line with this. Point number one is care about the people that you're presenting to. Care about your people that you are presenting to. Don't, again, go in there with commission breath. Care about them. Rapport also includes where you pace your group, you pace your audience, you pace your clients on the other side of the table. Start where they are, okay, and then lead them to where you want to be. Start where they are, that's rapport. People like being sold the way they like to be sold. People like people who are like them. And when you want to get instant rapport, instant rapport wraps around giving people what they want. Not what you want, it's about them. Then once you have connection and you have rapport with them, now it's time to lead them to where you want to go. Make sense? Give you a quick example. You're on the phone trying to set an appointment and somebody starts yelling at you. Yell with them, okay? You're going to be in rapport with them. And then pretty soon, they're going to start saying, yeah, you know what? All you guys think is agents and it doesn't work this way. And, and, and you say, yeah, you're right. You know, can you imagine I have to work with these people every day? Yeah, how do you do that? Oh, I don't know, man. It's crazy. But let me share with you what I can do to solve your problem. Then you start leading them down the path of opportunity, manipulation of your audience, okay? And guys, here's the deal. Don't, again, take this the wrong way. We're not looking to manipulate people to do anything that they don't want to do, especially when they have a specific need, okay? It is our obligation to present a service that's going to solve a problem that they have. So here's the best way to think about this. Ask questions, break their pattern in their thoughts, okay? And then bring to, totally, be totally associated with what you're talking about to get your clients on the other side of the table associated with you. It's a very simple process. When you ask questions, you're going to drum up some thoughts in their mind, okay? They're going to start going down a rabbit hole of, of, of thoughts, and then you simply break their pattern through interruptions, okay? Or beliefs that something is that they're saying is not correct, and at the end of the day, this breaks their, their pattern and it breaks their thoughts, okay? And then you got to be totally associated with what you are talking about that will get them associated. If you're passive about your belief, if you're presenting a market analysis in the real estate business and your passion is not there, it's non-existent, or it's very vague, or you're uncertain about a particular number, they're going to know it. You're not associated to the piece, the information on that piece of paper. This is very, very important. And this is where you're going to break the opportunity to create manipulation. And then you also want to keep in mind that you got to get people thinking and then you got to release the pressure. Okay. And here's the simple way to do it or the simple way to think about it. If for the purposes of today's call is you take people into the future. What's the price if they don't do something? And they start thinking that, right? And they start thinking that. And then you release the pressure by saying, I can help you get there. Okay. If you have a, if there's a price for people not doing something, your goal is to come in and show them a solution to that. That way they can get the outcome that they want. Next is you have to be flexible in your behavior when you're presenting. Very, very important. If you're trying something, 
do something different. If, if, if that, if what you're trying doesn't work, you got to do something different. Doesn't mean you change your presentation or the context of it. At the end of the day, it just means you have to be flexible and you have to be pliable in this process as you're working through the different situations. You have to be flexible with people's personality styles. You have your own style. Somebody else has their style. Don't be in, don't be firm because you're a driver like me. I used to do that very commonly. It was a very big challenge for me. I would go in, I would be a pit bull in a china in a china shop, and I would go crazy on people. But to a certain degree, I would go crazy all over them. But I would go crazy. My energy is extremely high. However, my wind started to evolve, and I started to get more opportunities because now I was recreating a. Re, I was flexible in my emotions and understanding other people's styles versus just my own and then sometimes you got to do the unexpected and that means that you in flexibility it's doing the unexpected okay and keeping that in mind here as you work through the process of persuasion the next thing is number point number seven i'm on if you're taking notes which i hope you are real profit builders you're listening to this recording whatever the case is the next thing is to challenge your audience okay and there's one thing that we can do and we set up Preframes and preframes are things that we can set up in advance. So, in other words, what does this mean? Okay, what does this mean, and what will it do for you? That's a preframe. You know, by listing your house with me today, we're going to get you moved to the area that you want to be in, and that's this is what this is what will happen as a result. So, challenge your audience. Okay, ask challenging questions. You can't hold back on asking challenging questions because it's very, very important. And then ask questions that are very direct to people, okay? Ask questions, what's the cost, Mr. Seller? And you put a smile on your face of you not signing the contract now. And you shut up, you don't say anything, you put a smile and you looked at them, you look at them directly in the eye, very, very powerful way to persuade. The next thing, point number eight, is having full-out energy. Again, this relates to physiology, but using pure physical energy is a very attractive thing in our cultures today, okay? This is what causes people to get elected into office, even though what they're saying doesn't make any sense for crying out loud, but at the end of the day, people want to be moved by that. So energy, power, charisma, even, they hate to say it, but sexuality, but in a good way. Okay, whereas we're out there, we have to use power, charisma. People like that. They are attracted to that. Okay, I know you are. I know I am. Let's keep that in mind when we're out there looking to persuade people. And then the last couple of points is number is number nine here, utilization. Whatever happens in the environment, find a way to support your outcome. Whatever happens in the environment Ask yourself, how can it support my outcome? And then just simply ask yourself, how can I use this to my advantage? Okay, how can I use this to my advantage? And you can think of a number of scenarios of the unexpected. I'll give you an example. You walk into a home after talking to the seller on the phone. They say, oh, my house is beautiful. It's fantastic. It's the best house in the neighborhood. It's the cleanest. It's the brightest. And you walk in, you go, oh my gosh, this place is a trap. <laughs> trap okay i can't believe it what's all the painting where's the paint missing uh the kitchen is upside down that everything is outdated the place is cluttered what can you do to use that to your advantage okay in my opinion you're going to use that to your advantage when it comes to negotiating the best price to get that property sold 
But anyway, guys, at the end of the day, utilize whatever you need to do in your environment to greatly persuade people. And then the last thing, guys, is have fun. That's number 10. You have to have fun with what you're doing. If you're not having fun in this whole process, I'm talking to a client. She can work on a boat, and we were talking about making that happen. Okay, I think that's a lot of fun. If that's what your lifestyle is about, bring your clients in her space where she's at in her environment. This is a great way to have some fun. So what can you do to create fun? What environments can you do to create fun and make those things work? Because at the end of the day, guys, when people are excited, they feel good, they're happy, your clients I'm talking about, and they're, and, and, and they're going to make a decision. The only way to make that happen is you being happy, humorous, and have fun with what you're doing. So guys, last points, we'll wrap it up. Cut the internal dialogue, okay? Just go out there and do your job. Do a great job at it. Go back through these points. Be focused on the outside. That means being focused on the people on the other side of the table. Stay fully associated to what you're talking about. Be committed and believe that you're going to be the person that's going to do the job for them. And then rev up the pressure. Put the pressure on yourself to really go out there and deliver some great energy with people. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and over, oh my gosh, this guy is flooding me with a lot of energy. It doesn't have to be like that at all. But it is in your energy, it is in your mindset, it is in your belief in your physiology that causes people to want to buy from you. So guys, go out there and use this information today. Take some action on it. Get some results from it and prosper in your business. If you have any questions, reach out to me, Mike and my cousin. Go to realprofitbuilders.com. Listen to this recording again and again and come back and make it a great day. Talk to you later.